Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. One of the president's ride-or-die defenders is legal advisor Jenna Ellis. It's such a political prosecution and a political persecution. Quote. This to me is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. It's revisionist originalism. Tolerance just isn't a two-way street with the Democrats. And I think that tells you all we need to know. Newsmax contributor and former legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. Well, good morning. Good morning and happy Thursday. The breaking news this morning is that the Trump Manhattan Grand Jury is scheduled to break for an entire month. So that pending and possibly forthcoming indictment uh, would not happen potentially until late April at the earliest. So we will be on indictment watch 2023 for a little bit longer and we can all uh, pray for the outcome of uh, that issue, like we are praying uh, for our country in so many different ways and on so many different issues. Uh, One of the foremost issues that we all should be praying for, of course, especially in the wake of the Supreme Court's ruling in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Whole Health Organization decision that overturned Roe versus Wade is for uh, the Congress and also for the state legislatures to do everything in their power to ensure that we we protect and preserve life. And Senator Tuberville and Republican members of the Senate Armed Services Committee are doing everything that they can uh, to ensure to protect life. So uh, Senator Tuberville and uh, those Republican members sent a letter to Uh, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, to uh, justify their assertion that uh, the Department of Defense had claimed in a memorandum that the Dobbs decision would have, quote, significant implications for the readiness of the force. And uh, Senator Tuberville believes that um, this is actually illegal for the uh, DOD's justification for the potential expansion of abortion policy. So is actually placing a hold on DOD nominations until the Pentagon um, can move forward according to the law. So Senator uh, Tuberville joins me now to discuss this. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing, Senator, when uh, you are getting Chuck Schumer to angrily tweet at you and say, you know, this is uh, this is unprecedented. So um, congratulations for that. But uh, you're doing a great thing. Well, thank you very much, Jenna. And uh, happy Thursday. And spring is here. But welcome to the place that creates more problems than we solve. Uh, and that's exactly what happens up here. And my two years being here, I've never spoken a word to Chuck Schumer. He's supposed to be a leader, and he's supposed to be able to control the, the Senate and talk to everybody and understand them and their priorities and where they stand. And uh, But finally, he knows my name uh, after two and a half years. But uh, that just goes to show you how this place runs. But that being said, we, we're, we're that they've created problems with this uh, with within the DOD. They're woke. They're weak, and because of Roe Wade, they're looking for every angle to bypass, uh, you know, abortion. Uh, the new the new laws that that have set in in terms of the states controlling uh, their abortion laws. And what happened basically? We've had a policy about abortion in the DOD for years and years, and it's about uh, rape, incest, and harm to the mom. Uh, abortions have been been done in the military, but now because we're away, they say, "Hey, let's get around this rule a little bit. We we can change it. Uh, we can make law here in the in the DOD." And uh, Secretary Austin changed it and said, "Now that uh, not only can the military personnel, but also their dependents 
have abortions, and they will be transported to a state that does abortions, paid for by the taxpayers, which is totally illegal. And so we're fighting it. And I hate to put hold on anybody, uh, the noms of generals. And right now we're holding up 180, 190, whatever it is. But it makes no difference. I'm going to stick with it. And uh, they're going to give me either a vote or we're going to solve this problem and go back to the old rule, uh, or we're not going to have generals that are going to get promotions. And and that seems like uh, the only wise alternative is to uh, strong arm, basically, a vote on this and a reverse in policy. Um, because apparently, according to uh, a third-party study that was cited by the officials, the number of abortions subsidized by the Department of Defense under the new policy could increase to 4,100 annually. Uh, 205 times the number of abortions performed in recent years. And so uh, the original provision, the Department of Defense had averaged um, fewer than 20 abortions per year. I mean, so this is a, a drastic increase. Obviously, any abortion, which is the intentional medical intervention specifically designed to cause the death of a child, is a tragedy. It should be uh, illegal, and we should do everything that we can to prevent that. But certainly when we're talking about about the difference between uh, funding 20 abortions versus over 4,100. That's significant. So what uh, is Chuck Schumer responding with, and where do you expect uh, that this will go? Well, we had uh, big arguments on the floor yesterday about this for about an hour. We had five Democrat senators come at me, and, and of course, I had response. They did a live UC, which means that they wanted to kick this out. But I objected, and Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, stood up with me, and we fought back. We had very good arguments. Uh, of course, they have no argument. that They understand it. All they're trying to do, again, is they're all still mad about Roe Wade being uh, stri- stricken down from the Supreme Court, sent back to the states. But they want to control it themselves. Uh, this group is all about power. You know, they, they want the power in their hands. They don't want the states the governors of the states to have the power. Uh, They hate to relinquish anything. That's what this place is about up here. It's about power and being able to do things that they want to do. And and now that we're stopping something uh, with a procedure on the Senate floor, which we have all the right to do, they are just, it's it's just, it's a huge problem. You know, yesterday I got an email uh, from a mom in Alabama that basically said, my son is in, uh, in the military and he has to buy his own, uniforms at times. He has to buy his own bed sheets, spending thousands of dollars out of his pocket. And why is the taxpayers having to pay for, for abortions when we can't even buy uniforms? And she's exactly right. I mean, this is, I mean, this is so over the top. But again, it's all about controlling what they can control. They think they can do it, but they're breaking the law. And we're going to try to change it. Well, good for you and, and good for all of the Republicans who are standing firm. And, you know, what? and, and I... I hate how much D.C. is so concerned only about power and only about getting their own way and directing all these things instead of state sovereignty and instead of recognizing the principles of federalism that would have a weaker federal government and saying that the proper uh, way that we go about things is limited to the to the specifically enumerated powers in the Constitution, and then everything uh, else is reserved to the states or to the people through the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. And so, 
Um, so, so you're absolutely right. And I had no idea how just corrupt and power-driven D.C. was. I mean, you hear about that on the news, but uh, but I had no idea until I came to D.C. and saw that personally for myself. And, and it seems like, um, Senator Tuberville, that this isn't always just limited to the Democrat Party. It's also Republicans. Um, so I'm really happy to see that there has been a good uh, majority in some of these committees like um, like yours that is willing to do the right thing and stand up. And so when a Senator Schumer says that blocking military choices is unprecedented and it hasn't happened before and it could weaken our national security, that's what he tweeted. Um, well, there's ample precedent for that, isn't there? Oh, sure there is. There's been several people, including Democrats, that uh, one senator a few years ago held up a thousand nominations uh, to get one little favor. And but that that's the power of the Senate. You can put a hold on something. Now, they can go through regular order, Jenna, and do these one at a time. But they like to do them at, in what we call tranches, which is groups, uh, 50, 100, 150 at a time where they don't have to work. I said, if we want to do this, let's let's. Let's let's go to back to work. You know, we're supposed to vote here and uh, we only work like three days a week. And but again, it's about the Democrats controlling uh, the narrative. Uh, You know, they lie, they lie and they lie. And I'm I'm getting sick of it. I really am. Again, I've actually had a job and I said that on the floor yesterday. Most of these people up here, you know, uh, never had a job before. This this is their utopia to come up here and have power over people and. You know, like I said at the beginning, we make problems up here. Congress makes problems. We don't solve problems. We create more problems with everything pretty much that we do. And, uh, you know, we ought to probably come up here for about five days a month and then go home and actually work in our states and hear what's going on. And some of these people would come back down to reality, understanding what this inflation is doing to our country, uh, you know, n- jobs, uh, workforce development, everything, that the crime. My goodness, crime up here, Jenna, in, in Washington, D.C., 67% of the people that's been arrested in the last few months, 67% will not be prosecuted, they said. They're just going to turn them loose. I mean, this is a war zone up here, and it's not the United States of America that you and I grew up in. Absolutely. And and just looking, uh, Senator Tuberville, at what's gone on just in this uh, last week with the brutal attack on uh, one of uh, Senator Rand Paul's staffers who was uh, stabbed in broad daylight. I mean, some of these things are just, it's its incredible that this is happening in the United States of America. And um, for Washington, D.C. to become um, so increasing in, in crime and, and all of these other things that looks um, so different than what uh, we used to know as, as the United States of America, um, just speaks to the out-of-control uh, bureaucracy in Washington and the fact that, um, th- that really the attention isn't on the American people and genuinely serving the American people like the government should. And, you know, the Democrat policies in terms of policing and all this just simply don't work. No, it's, it's, it's out of control. And this is not about the American people up here. This is about the people that run. They want the power. That's what the Democrats want. And um, as you said, Rand Paul Stafford got stabbed three times two or three blocks from the uh, the Capitol the other day, a very critical condition, in broad daylight. I've had death threats. I've had people arrested with it for the death threats. They've gone to jail. Most of us up there have had that. Uh, But it's just, uh, look at the, 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 I've I've had a hard time sleeping since the Nashville shooting. Uh, You know, kids being shot in in an elementary school. You've got to be kidding me. From a transgender person who's mad at the world, 
for some reason, and it's all about mental health. I, I've been hammered by CNN, all these people up here, because I said, listen, the gun problem, if it's not a gun, it'd be a car, a bomb. It is mental health in this country. I saw it in the in the schools that I worked in for the last 35, 40 years in coaching, going to high schools. I've seen it. These kids, we give them drugs at young ages for, for attention deficit. And, I mean, it, and now we're talking about doing uh, – transitions for kids that are five and six years old because the parents think that oh we'd rather have a boy or a girl what in the world is going on with our country people have lost their dang minds and we've got to get control of this so well said and and that's the one thing that the left doesn't want to talk about is the impact of the trans ideology uh, into our culture and ultimately why these types of incidents occur because uh, we know from the manifesto that somehow we don't have access to but we know that this trans person intentionally went to this school and um, and, and targeted Christians and targeted Christian students and and for the left to somehow then say, well, just because this trans person didn't um, feel accepted at home, that somehow justifies this type of intentional homicide of children is grotesque. And 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 yet there's nothing it seems like that's being done by Congress to look into this. Do you anticipate or have you had conversations with um, your fellow uh, senators about p- perhaps addressing the mental health crisis and the trans issue? Well, I'm on the health committee, health education, labor, and pension, and we brought mental health problems up. Uh, we have a transgender that's, uh, I think, uh, secretary of assistant secretary of education, and uh, uh, I mean, it's it's just a weird situation to be around. And let me let me say this: I have nothing against you. you want to be whatever you want to be, okay? But at the end of the day. You have to be control of your emotions and yourself. Quit blaming other people for what you are to control your life. This country owes you one thing, and that's an opportunity to make the best person of yourself. And But it doesn't give you the right to shoot other people, to hate other people, to push your agenda on other people. But that's what's happening up here. Uh, the Democrats know that the only way they can get elected is work is try to do uh, play Santa Claus with people, give people money, uh, talk about how great they are if they're uh, something other than uh, in some group or fashion. Uh, that's what they do. They push their agenda on everybody. But let me tell you, the American people are getting sick and tired of this. That's what, the reason I'm a Trump fan, because President Trump allowed everybody to do what they wanted to as long as they were Americans. They, he pushed the agenda of uh, make America great again, make America first. And we need somebody strong that to, strong like that to get back to that agenda, to make that work in this country, because we have zero leadership, uh, Jenna, mm-hmm. in this country right now when, in terms of uh, pushing our country in the right direction. Yes, we do. Well, Senator uh, Tuberville, thank you so much for your leadership. And we will be right back with more on Jenna Ellis in the morning. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, 
MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that'll pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number, 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE, 833-45-BIBLE. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Jared Bernstein, chair of the White House Council of Economic Advisors. His agency provides the White House with data and advises the president on economic policy. Proverbs 15.22 reminds us of the importance of wise counsel. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Jared Bernstein as he advises the president. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Praise, a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Vicki Hansen of Bowling Green, Missouri, is known around town for making fudge. It's something of a family tradition. On average, Mrs. Hansen makes around 42,000 pounds of fudge every year. Not for the family, but for American troops. It's a tradition that started with the women of the Hansen family during World War II. Her father served in the military, as did two of her children. Mrs. Hansen's fudge has been devoured by troops serving in 52 different countries. She tells television station WGEM the military needs to know they're appreciated and respected. She said they need to have hope, and nothing says hope like a box of homemade fudge, all made in her tiny kitchen with a cast iron skillet, shipped out using donated coolers and tin cans. An inspiration to all Americans, giving our soldiers and airmen and Marines and sailors a little taste of home. I'm Todd Starnes. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Well, if you are a Christian in this country, you are a conservative and you are an American patriot that cares about preserving and protecting liberty and freedom in this country uh, and reclaiming our God-given unalienable rights through our U.S. Constitution, then you need to know about the organization We the Patriots. You can go to wethepatriotsusa.org. And this is a great uh, nonprofit organization that uh, the goal is to create a powerful network of patriots to preserve and reclaim our God-given unalienable rights, including but not limited to the rights recorded in the U.S. Constitution through education, advocacy, and litigation. And so one of the founders, Brian 
Brian Festa joins me now uh, to talk about an upcoming event. Uh, there is a conference in June uh, where I will actually be. I'll be one of the speakers and very grateful uh, to join this really important conference. It's their first national conference. So, uh, Brian, I, I want to start first about the We the Patriots uh, USA organization because this is such a great um, an important vision and mission to create a network so that, that people not only are engaging in each of these um, policy issues and these areas and litigation, uh, but just recognizing that we aren't alone in wanting to reclaim America back to what it was founded to be. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me, uh, Jenna. We are very honored to have you as one of our headliners at this conference. But this organization was founded to take this country back. It was founded actually July 4th of 2020. Uh, my business partner, Don Jolly, and I had a uh, in, an organization in Connecticut, a smaller regional organization that was involved in a lot of legislative lobbying called the Connecticut Freedom Alliance. And we saw what was going on in 2020 and said, wow, um, we really need to do a lot more than just, uh, you know, uh, take care of the Northeast. We need to take care of the whole country and take this country back. And so we founded this. Uh, we, we engage in um, a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, advocacy, a lot of um, uh, litigation. We have cases from New York to California. Um, and we, you know, I was listening to your prior guest. You know, it's really tragic, obviously, what just happened in Nashville, and that is one of the issues we take up, Jenna, is taking back our schools as well. Um, this transgender activism, this transgender agenda that is taking over this country, uh, we're looking for plaintiffs right now. We've had people already reach out. We've had teachers uh, reach out uh, who are being forced to use preferred pronouns in the school. Uh, you know, we have um, individuals that are trying to detransition. Detrans we think it's absolutely criminal what was forced upon them as children. And so that is an issue that we're taking up and an issue that will also be addressed at this conference uh, on June 2nd and 3rd in Boise, our first ever national conference. Uh, one of our speakers, actually, uh, Rebecca Friedrichs, is an education advocate, uh, a former educator who speaks a lot about the trans issue. She's, she's going to be speaking there. Um, I know you can obviously speak to this as well uh, from a legal standpoint. And I, I just think uh, it's a great opportunity. It's going to be a great opportunity for patriots to come together uh, to share uh, their thoughts and strategies about all these different uh, topics. We cover everything from Second Amendment rights to religious freedom, medical freedom with regard to the COVID uh, agenda, the COVID fascism we saw over the last three years. We have Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Ryan Cole there. Uh, my good friend Steve Dace from the Blaze uh, Network will be speaking as well and uh, attending a book signing. We just, uh, the list goes on and on. Abby Johnson, author of the book Unplanned, will be there. Connor Boyack, author of the Tuttle Twins series. You may be familiar with the Tuttle Twins. It's a great series for children. Uh, Attorney Lee Dundas. I, I could just, I could go on for about another 15 minutes talking about the accolades of all the, uh, all the speakers, but I know we don't have that time. We're just so honored to have you as one of our guests. 
Well, thank you so much for inviting me, and I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope that um, all of our listeners, if you can, make plans to join us in Boise uh, that first weekend in June, June 2nd and 3rd. We would love to see you there. Uh, There's also a VIP dinner as well, and you can choose uh, to sit at my table if you would like to come and have a conversation with me. I would love to uh, meet any of you that would like to be there and uh, talk more about patriotism and the Constitution and freedom. And Brian, these things are so important um, to discuss in a community context and to recognize, first of all, what issues are impacting our country and to precisely recognize them. And uh, like what Senator uh, Tuberville was talking about with uh, the the immediate pivot from the left and from Joe Biden was saying, well, you know, pass my my gun control legislation then. And that's the response to the Nashville shooting from the left, where we, of course, as conservatives would say, well, no, the government can't presume that we are unfit to exercise one of our first freedoms, which, of course, is the right to self-defense and to keep and bear arms and specifically enumerated in the Constitution. And so we need to look for um, a different solution to a very different problem than what the left articulates. And so I think this is going to be a great um, conference. And I love your organization uh, looking into all of these issues and having more of a comprehensive strategy because you have a comprehensive network of people who are looking at these issues in depth. And so um, you're an attorney as well. And um, so in terms of the of the organization and the um, the litigation aspect of this as well. You mentioned that you're looking for um, different plaintiffs. Uh, this is how cases originate. And the left is very good at taking cases and essentially um, perpetuating lawfare to get their viewpoint and their agenda through the court system with precedent um, from their viewpoint. And they they typically will cherry pick a lot of their cases and um, move forward, whether it's based on sympathy or something else. Um, But we should be doing the same thing in the sense that when there is real articulable harm based on these false ideologies that are fundamentally in conflict with the biblical worldview, we need to be able to use the justice system, not weaponizing it, but as a tool to make sure that we are uh, having the we are we are having the right precedent that is forthcoming from all levels of uh, the judiciary and especially the Supreme Court on issues like transgenderism, especially for children. Because I'm just seeing, Brian, some of these stories that are so horrendous from children who it wasn't their choice, um, like like a young girl who transitioned to a man and so had a double mastectomy and now is older and wiser and and, and says openly, um, this is just one of many, many cases, um, saying, I don't really think that that was uh, the right choice um, for me when I was 13, and, and yet now has permanent physical bodily harm and damage because of this ideology. So, you know, where do we as patriots go from here, and, and how can we um, make sure to continue to protect our country and, and reclaim it? Well, you know, when we see these harms being inflicted on especially the most vulnerable in our society, like children, we need to stand up for them. We need to be a voice for the voiceless, uh, still for the unborn. Everybody I know thinks, oh, it's wonderful what happened with Dobbs, and it was. That was one of the greatest moments of my life, the Dobbs decision. But guess yes. what? It's, it ain't over, folks. 
it ain't over. There's a lot of people uh, and a lot of organizations like Planned Parenthood, um, you know, who are trying to still uh, push abortion, force uh, abortion, convince women that that's the best uh, route for them to go and, you know, not protect the innocent, the unborn, uh, protecting the children in these schools. All right, it's horrific what's happening, but it's a mental health crisis. Uh, forcing this transgender ideology on children, it's a scourge on our, our nation. And then trying to make it all about guns and take away our rights, as you said, that is not the answer. You know, I saw a great meme yesterday on Facebook, and I actually posted it in our channel. We have a great Telegram channel, We the Patriots USA News Channel. A rock in bad hands killed Abel, a rock in good hands killed Goliath. It's not about the rock, because that's mm-hmm. exactly uh, what they focus on. They always want to focus on the weapon instead of solving the problem in our country. So one way we can solve it is by fighting back, because, listen, you know, we don't use, like you said, I, I'm glad you said that, we don't use the justice system as attorneys. We don't use that as a weapon, okay? We don't file vexatious litigation. That's unethical. We don't do that, all right? But what we do do is use the third branch of government to um, protect the rights of the oppressed. And the oppressed in this country, um, you know, the left always wants to talk about, you know, racial issues. Yes, those are there. Um, you know, gender identity, um, you know, uh, sexual orientation, all those issues. Yes, those are issues. But they don't want to talk about the other issues, about the children who are forced into this without their consent, who are now adults. Who, have, uh, who are trying to detransition, okay, and we want to defend their rights, um, doctors who are performing these surgeries, the horror stories I'm hearing, we've had some great guests on our, we have a podcast, uh, two podcasts, but one of them is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, um, and that airs Wednesdays and Fridays. But um, that podcast, we've had some guests talk about this issue. There are people now who realize they're 20 years old, 21, and they're saying, what happened to me? You know, how did this happen? Why was this thrust upon me when I was 10 or 11 years old? I mean, we don't allow children to make, to give consent for anything else, you know, at that age. Why would we give them consent to change their gender, a life-altering procedure that's going to have horrible consequences for them? You know, God created each of us perfect, Jen. I know you're a strong Christian. Uh, I'm a very uh, devout Catholic as well, and, and, and we know that... God doesn't make mistakes, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have to protect these children. Listen, if they want to do something, as your last guest said, the senator, you know, if they want to do something when they're an adult, when they're 20, 21, they want to make a decision, you know, I don't agree with it, but this is a free country. I, I'm not going to tell someone who's an adult what they can do with their bodies, but I am going to try to protect these children. Yes, and in, uh, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy joined us yesterday, and he articulated, as you just did, Brian, uh, very well that we need to, in this country, at the very barest minimum, draw a bright line and protect children and minors under the age of 18 from choices that are inflicted upon them that will permanently harm and damage their bodies uh, before adulthood and before they reach the capacity to understand uh, what what's going on and understand uh, what the impact of these decisions will have on the rest of their lives. And, you know, I, I was um, talking to my family over the weekend and I have um I have three nephews. Uh, tw- they're twin boys. They were age four, and then my other nephew is age two, and then I have a niece as well. And 
Um, and I was just thinking that, you know, with, with my brother, um, who's their father, and I was just thinking, you know, what kind of world is it going to be when those boys get to the age that they're dating? And, and I mean, as hard as it was, you know, for me in high school and college, you know, to go through all of that and, and, and all of those things, I never had to sit there and think, is, is the guy that I'm dating actually a girl or, you know, do we have these types of questions? And even for things that are, are just, are, are just that much part of our society, I mean, how much we are transforming some of these fundamental institutions like marriage and family based on this false ideology that is having real and permanent damage against uh, the the individual and the child, but then how much that harm spreads to third parties um, and how much that will ultimately impact their own family one day. I mean, these are just things that are so basic that we need to protect in this country. And um, and so so in just the last uh, like two minutes that I have with you, uh, Brian Festa, uh, what can people do to get involved in We the Patriots USA and um, to help you achieve some of these um, very, I believe, very attainable goals of legislation and litigation that will use these tools of our system of government to hopefully preserve our children um, into the next generation and beyond? Well, one of the things that we always are in need of is more attorneys, right? As you know, there aren't enough good attorneys in this fight. You very correctly stated that over the past Several decades, the left has used the court system to their advantage to push their agenda because they they know they weren't going to get it done in certain state legislatures or even Congress. So they use the courts very wisely, and they accomplished a lot. Well, we need to accomplish a lot to protect this country. So any attorneys who are willing to join our network, who are willing to work either pro bono or possibly on a contractual basis, I can talk to them about that if they reach out to me. Uh, the the email address is info at wethepatriotsusa.org. If there's any attorneys listening, we can always use more attorneys. And then, of course, we can use financial support because these lawsuits, um, we don't get um, all of them pro bono. We have a lot of attorneys who do, who we do contract with and work with that, you know, obviously have to make a living. And, you know, each one of these uh, lawsuits can be anywhere from, you know, fifty dollars to $100,000, and that's working on a flat fee basis, which actually, as you know, as an attorney, is fairly reasonable if you have litigation. Some of our litigation goes on to three years or more, uh, so even fifty dollars to $100,000 is, is a steal. Um, but obviously that takes the support of our donors. We rely exclusively on the support of our donors for funding. So anyone who's interested who wants to support the work we do can go to wethepatriotsusa.org and make either a one-time or a monthly donation. We greatly appreciate that support. And again, anyone who wants to join us, who wants to network with some of the attorneys or some of the uh, great patriots that we're going to have speaking at this conference can come out and join us in Boise, June 2nd and 3rd. We're about, I can't mention it yet because the ink isn't dry. We haven't both signed the contract, but we're about to announce one other headliner speaker and um, that's going to be joining you, Jenna. We're very uh, hopeful uh, in in Boise. And when we announce that name, I think um, these tickets are going to be gone very, very quickly. <laughs> and it's, 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 uh, there's a 10% discount. Anyone who purchases tickets by March 31st, so that's only 
what is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Tomorrow. So so purchase your tickets tomorrow uh, for we the Patriots USA.org for this national conference coming up in June. I will see you there and we will be right back with more on Jenna Ellis in the morning. Abraham Hamilton III. God put us in this world at this time to be salt and light. We don't fool because of the darkness that we're facing. This is not the first time in the world's history that it's gotten dark. God has called you and I to be his ambassadors, even in this dark moment. Tune in to the Hamilton Quarter, weekdays at 5 p.m. Central on Urban Family Talk. Mom is a face washer, a coupon clipper, and a listening ear. She's a diaper changer, a laundry folder, and a mender of hearts. She's a master juggler of the jobs of the day. She's simply incredible and incredibly busy. At One Million Moms, we understand the hurried pace of the average mom. That's why we've made it so easy for you to take a stand against the trash that's in today's media. Visit OneMillionMoms.com. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you in the good and right way. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When the Israelites finally grasped the gravity of what they'd done in demanding a king to judge us like all the nations, they asked Samuel to pray for them that they may not die. Samuel agreed to both pray and instruct them in righteousness. Christ followers shouldn't allow people to manipulate us into co-signing wickedness when they say, well, just pray for me then. We will certainly pray and speak the truth in love. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Persecuted believers in Asia, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord Jesus. This is Bible League International. In China, Pastor Katsu was badly beaten. The thing they did to him is ask him to face the wall and they strike him, um, chest in his back. And it was very painful. He said he, afterwards he lay in bed for three days that he could not get up. So he said the suffering is really, really hard, but the fruit is sweet. It's a joy, joy of God. Pastor Katsu can say the suffering is sweet because days later, his interrogator showed up at his doorstep with a question. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? So he would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this man to Christ. Together, they have seen thousands come to Christ in China where Bibles are scarce. You and your family, you can bless these Bibleist believers at only $5 a Bible. $100 sends 20 right now, every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Or give it SendBiblesNow.org. SendBiblesNow.org. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back. And we are talking about uh, today a lot of the 
really important topics for Christians in law and culture and public policy uh, of how to protect our nation and our children and society for the next generation and beyond. And these topics are always so important and um, they're really evergreen in the sense that uh, we should always be talking about them. And uh, they are things that we are consistently and persistently concerned with. And um, so even though we, we are always um, paying attention to the news of the day, kind of diving a little deeper into uh, politics and, and, and um, political issues and things going on in Washington, we always have to uh, kind of take a step back um, at times, especially uh, like this one and in the context of the Nashville shooting and um, in the context of you know the aftermath of, of the Dobbs decision and um, all of these um, really critical moments in American history. Um, and step back and ask the question, well, what would God have us do now? And that's always the question for Christians in our personal lives and also in the life of our country. We are so blessed to live in a nation that obligates our government to recognize that our humanity is made in the image of God and that we have inherent dignity and rights that come from God himself, not our government. And we obligate our government to preserve and protect those rights. And I'm very proud to be an American. I love our country. I love our flag. Um, I always cry at the national anthem um, anytime that I'm at an event that it plays because I think the, the stars and stripes are still waving over the land of the free and the home of the brave. And that means something because as Christians, we could be in uh, any other society and any other government system um, across the scope of world history. And our obligation as Christians would remain the same. We would uh, still be obligated by the Great Commission to fulfill um, that mandate to promote the gospel of Christ and to teach the truth of who the person of Jesus Christ and the person of truth is um, until we are taken home or Jesus returns again. Um, but how we do that and how we are able to exercise our freedoms and the rights that God gives us and how much difficulty we may have in doing so and how much persecution we face will depend on how solid our government is and how solidly our government understands how it is supposed to protect our rights. And our founders recognized that at the very beginning um, of our country. They recognized the truth. They didn't create it. They didn't say, you know, this is my truth versus your truth, or we're going to um, just just create out of thin air um, this thing called rights. Uh, they understood that God defines who we are as human beings. God defines our rights. There is an objective moral truth to the empirical world around us that God presents us to. And, um, and because of that, then they recognized what the purpose of government is and why God ordained the institution of government, the institution of the church and the institution of the family um, so that we could create the best society that would allow us freely to express and exercise uh, the rights that God gives us, which is to talk together about truth and the things of God. And so as Christians, we need to make sure that we are engaged and impassioned citizens, knowing that we have had such a great inheritance of the United States of America and that this country allows us more than 
virtually any other um, across human history to exercise our first freedoms. And rightly so. It isn't um, just a privilege. It is a right. But those rights are in danger. They're in peril. And um, the, the torch of liberty has been passed to our generation. And this is our moment where we have time to live and breathe and have our our lives um, in service to the Lord. And every Christian is ultimately in that ministry. Uh, to continue to then pass that torch of liberty to the next generation and continue to have truth in community, that great definition of politics that we talked about earlier this week from my pastor, and uh, to make sure that we are creating a more perfect union with that goal in mind and an understanding of the truthful definition of freedom. It's not to just do what we want, but to do what we ought. And freedom is the ability to exercise our rights in recognition that they come from God, our creator. And we as Christians have to understand why it is so important to preserve and protect the Judeo-Christian premise of our founding and that all law and policy is inherently moral. It is inherently uh, the measurable difference between right and wrong and good and evil. And whatever we permit in society, whatever we prohibit, when we're talking about the trans agenda, when we're talking about abortion policy, when we're talking about any of these things, what is the truthful response? Not just a a live and let live society, not a pluralistic society, but a Judeo-Christian premise. That is how we are founded. And I wrote in my book, um, The Legal Basis for a Moral Constitution, how our laws and our founding documents obligate our government to legislate and to um, opine from the bench from that founding premise. And if the leftists don't like that, they have one of two choices. They can move to a a different society that doesn't recognize the truth and is therefore fundamentally flawed and uh, not truthful, or uh, they would have to recreate America. But when we have our US Constitution still in place, that document obligates our government to recognize that every human being is made in God's image and has inherent dignity and worth and that our rights come from God, our creator, so have to be defined within that relationship, that they come from God, so therefore we are not God, and we have to understand who he is as the person of truth and then understand how our rights are endowed by him in that relationship with him. And truth is not uh, just a, a, a nebulous concept of morality and how uh, we may be um, moral optimists or um, have some kind of ethic that we want our society to go by and that truth is this philosophical concept. Truth is a person. Truth is the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and of the God of the Bible. And that's the reality of not only the empirical world around us and how we live and move and have our being, but also what our founders recognized when they obligated our government to recognize that fundamental truth. And therefore, in recognizing truth, 
recognizing the person of God. So be proud to be Americans. And um, I want to open up the phone lines here for the last just 10 minutes of the program because um, you know there's always so much to talk about, but I love listening um, to all of your questions and comments and uh, having that participation. So if you'd like to call in and opine, the phone number is 888-859-8840. That's 888-589-8840. 8840. And we will take your calls here for the last uh, few minutes here in the program. So um, if you have a question or a comment, uh, let me and Devin, who is uh, running the soundboard, and Adam uh, know. And since I don't have the call screen up, um, just let me know there, uh, Devin, who we have calling and uh, would love to take your calls and comments. Again, that phone number is 888 888- Five eight nine eight eight four zero, and I don't have the uh, the normal call screen up uh, just because I am here in the great state of Texas and uh, am visiting with some some friends here, and um, we'll have Don Huffines who ran for. Uh, governor out of the great state of Texas on my podcast later. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to thejennaellisshow.com. And uh, we will be talking about freedom and liberty and a lot of these uh, really important topics, not only to uh, the important, not only to America, but also to uh, the state of Texas and uh, how we are uh, preserving freedom and uh, liberty in our country. And we have to do that on a state-by-state basis, by the way. Um, We have to make sure that we reclaim uh, state sovereignty and we make sure that um, we understand how we do that on on a federalist uh, understanding and how we do that in a federalist society, um, understanding that we are supposed to have a weak federal government Um, And we are supposed to have state sovereignty so that uh, states actually have a a closer relationship to we the people. Um, But anyway, let's get to our listeners. You can call in at 888-589-8840. Listen at thejennaellisshow.com later. Let's go to Jerry out of Texas. Good morning. Uh, Yes. So not good morning. Not to counter Mr. Tubble. I think what he's doing is great. I'm retired from the military, 20 years in the Navy. And so just from the, the aspect of the parent that wrote a letter that says their child has to buy their sheets and they're buying uniform items, real quick, two, two to three things. The military gives for dress uniforms a stipend annually for you to buy dress uniforms. The everyday uniform that a service member wears that gets beat up and tore up, you can fill a form out to have new uniforms issued to you. It may take a little while, yes. They do not issue undergarments. Those are for you to buy. Now, the military will pay you for food. They don't pay for your family. So if he lives off base, yes, he still has to buy certain things. If he lives on base, in the barracks, they issue bed sheeting for the beds. Again, if he doesn't like the sheeting that's issued, then he will have to purchase his own. I'm not saying that that the military doesn't pay. Woefully underpaid for the service that's required. By all means, as a retired military member, I routinely call my representatives and senators to ask them not to pass certain bills, even knowing that that it will cancel my retirement check for a certain amount of time. It's not about that. It's about doing what's right for the whole country, not certain individuals. I'll let you go with that. Well, well, thanks so much for your comment, Jerry. Really appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Kenny out of Oklahoma. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Jen. I called in the other morning and I made this statement that the children being indoctrinated in the schools by the 
homosexual transgender movement is the most terrible, grievous sin in America and how true that is. But we have another very, very serious problem, Jenna, and that's in the church, and that's the the preachers, the pastors, and the people of the church. They go home after church, and they watch lust and ungodliness on television and DVDs, and then, of course, also it applies to the Internet. That's that's terrible. That's a very troubling thing for the church in America. If you say you love the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not going to be sitting there uh, watching all of that filth. It just it does not work. It's pleasing to God, and it's displeasing to our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You better be careful what you watch on television, DVDs, or you will find yourself uh, displeasing God, and we don't want to do that. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thank you, Kenny, and really good word. And in fact, we have a great article up at afa.net post row. What does a pro-life church look like? And I think we do need to always be considering that question of what does our whole life look like? What does our life in the church and therefore in society look like? Uh, Thanks so much, Kenny. And let's go to Rick from Texas. Good morning, Rick. And if you want to call in in the last few minutes, 888-589-8840. Rick from Texas. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Hello. I'm actually here in Texas. Oh, so, well, actually, actually, I'm from Arkansas, and um, um, the, my issue is the red and black flag laws, and the, the Congress has used the interstate commerce clause to regulate um, and 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 get and oversee these. Um, um, it's it's an outreach. How do we how do we sit there and reel that back? Because as long as they use these laws to undermine the Constitution, where they put a label on you, and then they they take away your rights and you're not uh, uh, you're denied due process. Right. That's that's a great comment, Rick. And I have always said I have never met or read a red flag law that I thought was constitutional because it's basically pre-crime. And so a red flag would mean that uh, you are uh, you are flagged and your rights are uh, deprived from you if you may maybe at some point might commit a crime. And that is not how our justice system works. That's not how our Constitution works. And it is uh, it, it does fly in the face of due process because then anyone who is, quote unquote, flagged um, based on some metric uh, then has to go and justify to the court uh, and has that burden of proof why their right should be reinstated. That is not how this country works. And so we do need to be fighting against uh, red flag laws wherever we see them. Um, in my home state of Colorado, uh, this has been a you know really big issue in Colorado. I know it's a big issue in a lot of different states. And I actually wrote a piece back in 2019. Um, if you just Google my name and Washington Examiner, I actually go through this and talk about why red flag laws are unconstitutional and uh, define that in the context of the Second Amendment. So I would um, highlight that for your reading. We are already out of time. Did not get to um, Matthew from Oklahoma, a few other people. Thanks so much for calling in this morning and um, be alert, be ever at the ready to give a defense for the hope that lies within you. And let's all be fulfilling the Great Commission and speaking the truth of the gospel of Christ until he returns or calls us home. Have a great morning and I will talk to you tomorrow and it will be Friday.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.